0: If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skebanewsnation.com. Also you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skebanewsnation.com. Also email Jake personally at jake at skebanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, Please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shout outs, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
1: I want to know what the truth is, and I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth.
2: Welcome to Skiba News Nation bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba.
0: Hey Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 58 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source for the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and so much more. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're gonna be talking about UFO whistleblowers as our government has UFO and alien bodies, Peruvian face peelers, plan for biggest Nessie search in 50 years. The woke are finally awakening, Harrison Ford's terrifying AI warning, an all-new Opus Corner. And for history, we're going to be talking about the real-life zombies, Norm MacDonald on President Trump, Hunter Biden's crimes parallels with the Trump indictments, and your submissions for our meme competition. Memes and much more, so subscribe and stay tuned. Now, as always, I'd like to introduce my great and insightful co-host, Mr. Jake Grant. Welcome, Jake. How are you?
3: doing pretty great jeremiah i talked about it this week on the virtual house church because it was after uh we aired last week but i recently got in the mail something super sweet i wanted to show our audience uh this flat earth skateboard (laughs) and it it's from uh my buddy right across the screen here jeremiah skiba and i just wanted to uh show everybody my my new uh Wall art skateboard. I I like to skateboard, but I won't be able to use this one for the actual skating because I don't want to mess up that beautiful artwork. But I'm gonna mount it on my wall right here, and it's pretty sweet. Uh, well, Jeremiah it, asked me a,
4: a while ago what
3: I would want painted on a skateboard, and I was like, well, like a little flat Earth would be cool. And and I, I'm just blown away, man. It's beautiful. Thank you so much.
0: Well, the the funny thing is, is I was looking for skateboards on Amazon for you know my price range and I thought it would be funny because I saw a propaganda piece on a skateboard and it was the moon landing, it was a moon rocket going to the moon and I was like what a better thing to draw the flat earth on than, you know, propaganda, right?
5: That's
3: sweet, man, I didn't even know that you painted over propaganda, it's like makes it even more just epic, that's cool. That's
0: how we do. Anyways, today's also a very special day. Today is as of recording, it's Opa's birthday. So let let's uh, let's give it up for Opa. <laughs> Happy birthday, Opa. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Happy birthday, Opa.
0: So is uh is there anything else new with you? What's going on?
3: Oh, same old, brother. Same uh, here. Just uh, plugging away. We There's some interesting news topics this week, and uh, I'm looking forward to our meme uh, competition that you put out recently because I uh, happen to have made a submission.
0: I'm looking forward to it, man. So let's dive right in.
3: Alright, this week, guys, we are going to be talking a little bit about aliens and Mm -hmm. some new reports on alien attacks and a big search for Nessie coming up and also how Hollywood is going anti-woke but you kind of had to play along to get along to uh, be able to operate and now that the mainstream is... Uh, more open to exposing some of these woke agendas. Uh, We're seeing celebrities start to sway over to that side. But before we get into it, uh, just remember, you are not crazy. You are awake in an insane world. (laughs) For that exact reason, most people will call you crazy. It's always interesting to think about uh, our mental process. And whenever we think in a certain way or we speak in a certain way, Uh, I like to ask myself, am I playing out a script? Am I just regurgitating something that I've been preconditioned to regurgitate? Or acting in a certain way that I've programmed myself to be in this scenario or whatever? And uh, and it's a great way to kind of take a step back and recognize where you've been kind of maneuvered by the powers that are around you, by the influences that are in your life keep in mind uh, on this alien topic we're about to show an interesting uh, video uh, whether aliens are probing earth or are already among us is yet to be officially confirmed what is not in doubt for many of us is the spiritual battle between forces of God and Satan which is intensifying and this is from Lieutenant Colonel Robert Maginus so I thought this is interesting before we play the alien clip it's, it's good to remind people look These entities are uh, supposedly from billions of light years away. And, of course, when they arrive on Earth, they crash land right away. You know, this is nonsense. You know, these are terrestrial, spiritual, dimensional beings that are phasing in and out, uh, whether they are fallen angels or demonic, uh, according to my opinion. And some of the great research Rob's put out there over the years uh, this is the coming deception that these are aliens that have come from billions and trillions of miles away, uh, and and then of course you have the other option that is just uh, hyper-realized future technology that was possibly given to like the Nazis during mm-hmm. the seances they had back in the thirties and forties. Uh, you know that today we don't know how advanced technology is, and so these things that are being witnessed likely could be related to uh, advanced human technology if it's not an example of a spiritual entity uh, demonic force so and so and then there's of course another option which is the topic that there could be uh, alien hybrids or uh, Nephilim so to speak Mm -hmm. that are operating under the guise of aliens so there's in a way three different options Um, I think they're time travelers
0: personally
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh man the concept of time travel uh to me is very interesting um and maybe we can do a show on it sometime jeremiah and look at the different examples of of time travel Uh, because there's different theories and uh, that to me if there is a technology that satan is trying to figure out how to get mankind to start operating in it would be time travel Mm because wouldn't that unravel the conundrum of death and irrevocable truths throughout history uh if they could just go back and affect time or uh would it be more of a a an ability to witness past events without affecting them i've heard the the saying uh there's actually this text i've been going through And it talks about how uh, spiritually it's possible to witness the past river of time as you step onto the bank of death, you're able to walk back and witness the flow of time, which is like into a river, but you're not able to uh, be part of that flow again. And so I wonder if there's an element to uh, time uh, being able to be observed in a different way in different realms um and yeah, it's just a conundrum but anyways i'm I'm digressing (laughs) uh let's go ahead and uh maybe we can do a show about that sometime jeremiah yeah for sure uh let's go ahead and check out this first video which is cole hart ufo whistleblower says they have the alien medical records check it out But
6: first, let me set the table and start with this exclusive information that we've obtained regarding our interview with government UFO whistleblower David Grush. Now, the interview sparked international attention, right? His claims that the United States government has secretly been in possession of alien spacecraft and that they've had bodies for decades and that they've even killed people to protect that secret. Now, as I've told you all along, I don't care if that's what it's about or not. I want to know what they know. Or I want them to explain why they can't. All we know is that the accusations from Grush were profound enough that Congress invited him to be the key witness at an historic UFO hearing. There, he repeated many of his claims from the interview, but said he personally faced retaliation. Listen. Have you faced any retaliation or reprisals for any of your testimony or anything on these lines? Yeah,
7: uh, I have to be careful what I say. It was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate, some of the tactics they used to um, hurt me both professionally and, and personally, to be quite frank.
6: Yeah. Now, some saw that as uh, Grush being dramatic. Well, now it seems that uh, Grush is saying the government leaked his personal medical information to smear him, and discredit his claims that he made against them. Joining us now is the man who interviewed him for that News Nation special, Ross Coulthard. It's good to have you, Ross. Thank you for doing this. Good to be here, Chris. So, Ross, uh, tell us, what is the nature of the information that has come out, and why do we believe that it had to come from someone in government?
8: Okay, so earlier today, uh, David Grush received an approach from a news magazine, an online news magazine, called The Intercept. They're doing their jobs. That's fine. They've been fed information. The problem is the information that they've been fed is information that David had already privately disclosed to us and actually volunteered in his interview with me. It was a section of the interview that didn't go to air, But basically, he discussed with us when I asked him whether there was any dirt that anybody could drag out to try to discredit him. He barely thought this was worth mentioning, but he acknowledged that he'd suffered from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, when he returned from Afghanistan. Uh, David served his country honourably and with distinction. He's a decorated officer. And uh, unfortunately, when he came back from Afghanistan, like a lot of men in your country and in mine, he struggled with the demons of what he'd seen in combat. And at one time, he wouldn't mind me telling you this, he was suicidal. And his lovely wife was so concerned about him that at one stage she did call the police because there were guns in the house. She wanted to make sure he was protected. And in the end, David was taken to a uh, local hospital, given the treatment that he needed. And indeed, this is the most important thing, Chris. The intelligence community and the Defence Department clearly accepted that there was no issue because he was allowed to keep his security clearance and he continued to serve his country honourably. Now, there was in the documents that were prepared at the time, there was a thing called a temporary detention order which transferred him to a medical psychiatric unit, an inpatient program, where he got the treatment that he needed. And this is a document that would be, if the media had done the right thing, it would be in his police department file, in the file in the county sheriff's office. But Dave has checked today because he assumed that the journalist had done his homework and just asked the local sheriff for the files. The the sheriff has confirmed it did not come from him. The only other place that had this information is the intelligence community. Dave's personal files inside the intelligence community where quite properly, when anybody is security assist, things like this have to be looked at. And somebody right, so that's the inside trail. the intelligence community leaked it.
6: That's the crumb trail. Um, you know, the Intercept is an interesting outlet for them to go to um, after all their protection of Snowden. Uh, it's interesting that they would want to have anything to do uh, with anything seen as negative. Now, I have two problems with this story. One is, Uh, that if you're trying to fight transparency by smearing the guy uh, who lit the fire for it, one, it's too late because the horse is out of the barn, and we want to know no matter what happens uh, to Grush with all due respect. But the second one is that somebody thought that playing with his mental health would be a way to discredit him, which is playing into one of the ugliest stigmas in our society. Now, just, you know, people are going to trust you, Ross. You've acquitted yourself uh, brilliantly in this entire situation. Um, But just in case you're saying, oh, yeah, they're just covering for Grush, Listen to him in his own words from the interview. Here it is.
7: I served in Afghanistan and, you know, I had a, you know, a friend uh, that committed suicide after I got back. And, you know, I dealt with that for a couple years. And I'm proud uh, as a veteran who did not become a statistic, uh, totally took care of that issue in my life. And it doesn't affect me anymore.
8: So So you suffered PTSD? I am. Yes, I did. Did that affect your explanation of what's happening today is it possible that you're deluding yourself
7: no absolutely not you know i'm very proud uh, to admit that that was an issue in my life and i encourage you know veterans watching here um, to you know get help so they're not a statistic like a good friend of mine
8: so i've got to be blunt about this yeah. you're not making this up this no. is not a lie
6: no absolutely not it's great that you asked him about it so what is your take on what's happening
8: here well, you know, it's funny. The parallels here, Chris, are amazing. It's it's 52 years since Daniel Ellsberg, the last great whistleblower on the Defence Department, was literally... His psychiatrist's office was burgled in, uh, I think, 1971... Uh, in an effort to try and discredit him and medical records of daniel ellsberg were procured by the nixon administration and used to try and denigrate him it blew up in the intelligence community's face at the time and frankly i think there should be an inquiry into the circumstances of how sensitive records pertaining to a decorated combat veterans file found their way to a journalist not through the proper channels. This could have been requested under FOI as is normal, but the county sheriff has confirmed that did not happen. And this is a man who suffered, literally had a phone call with one of his best friends, a guy serving in special operations. That best friend finished the phone call and then apparently he shot himself very soon after. And that's a terrible trauma. I've suffered the loss of friends myself like that. It's a horrible thing to happen and for anyone to seek to use the suffering of Mm -hmm. veterans, people who are dealing with PTSD is utterly reprehensible. It's contemptible and it should be exposed. There should be an investigation into how a sensitive file like this was so obviously leaked within the intelligence community to try and discredit a good human being.
6: You know, PTS is a very common, uh, misunderstood, uh, underdiagnosed, uh and uh often um shame inducing wrongly um syndrome uh most of the clinical community now in fact has dropped the d because they don't believe it is a disorder one that that word is somewhat of a pejorative but that also it requires different categorization within um their own um you know their own processing of of what kind of malady it is we just put up the stat that one in five veterans um suffer from this, but it's all over society. And what they've done now by doing this is made Grush even more credible because one, he had talked about this on his own. So there's no gotcha Two, he is, uh, expressing that he was able to muster, uh, the resolve to get treatment and God bless his wife uh, for helping him to do that. Uh, getting the treatment that so many avoid because they're afraid of having the exact conversation that you had with them and good on you for asking them the questions. And now we know that anything that they thought they had on him, he already admitted, he uh, treated it in a way that a lot of people don't, right? Because they're, they don't have the resolve or the resources or they're worried about what people will think and that the government knows he went through it and kept his classification status, his clearance. So they didn't have any questions. Uh, about his acuity or his perception uh, after this, and they knew about it. That leaves us with the main question. Did the intercept guy give any clue as to who gave him the information?
8: None at all, sir, none at all. But we do know it didn't come from the only other possible source, which is the county sheriff. And can I emphasize, Chris, Dave actually wants me to emphasize that he holds the mental health struggles of US military and intelligence community personnel very close to his heart and he believes it should be discussed it shouldn't be stigmatized and it's important we talk about this there's an epidemic i've lost very very dear friends in the military in australia who i met in afghanistan people who have suicided because they couldn't cope with what they had to deal with It's absolutely outrageous that somebody would think that they can use this for an attempt to try and discredit a good human being. And the other thing too that needs to be emphasised is the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community has already found that Mr Grush is a victim of reprisals and harassment. There's already been a warning to the intelligence community that they must behave themselves and not continue harassing and taking reprisals against Mr Grush and other whistleblowers. And what utter contempt are they showing for the rule of law that they are flagrantly ignoring that edict from the Inspector-General? This is a really grave issue of a complete flouting of the obligations of the intelligence community to heed the laws set down by Congress.
6: Hey, look, if anybody had any question as to whether or not there was hype around this idea that the government was fighting transparency, after all of your reporting and what Grush had put out there and what came out at the hearing about them not wanting to show up themselves and keeping other people quiet, now you know. If it wasn't a FOIA request, the sheriff has no reason um, to lie about having released it because it would be a legitimate documents request. You don't give away uh, private medical information, but that wouldn't be what this is if it was a transfer form uh, based on an incident report. So uh, that could have been asked for then it had to come from someone else who had it would have to be his doctor or someone in a filing office or someone in a government agency so the question is who can get answers we can ask the questions and i'm going to take leave of you and thank you very much again ross please uh send our best to mr grush uh appreciate his candor uh not just about the transparency but about these issues of mental health that affects so many people uh and good for him for using this opportunity to do the opposite of whatever the uh, motive was of the person who leaked it. And we're going to go right to a member of Congress right after the break and see what they're going to do about it. Thank you very much.
3: Wow. Very interesting. So they're trying to discredit that guy, painting him as somebody suffering from PTSD uh, Mm. for all the whistleblowing he's doing regarding the UFO topic.
0: Yeah, just a shakedown. That's what it sounds like.
3: Yep now um in the same realm of news here's an interesting article that recently came out uh terrified peruvian villagers claim they are under attack from seven foot tall aliens dubbed face peelers as they plead with authorities to send backup Uh, there's videos coming out all over youtube about this um Members of the Iquitu tribe claim they've suffered repeated attacks by aliens. They've called for assistance from the Peruvian military and started conducting their own night patrols to protect vulnerable villagers." Oh my goodness. Alright, so uh, members of the Kaiko tribe from San Antonio native community have reported mysterious figures in dark colored hoods attacking the villagers who live in the rural district of Alto Nanay, northeast of Lima, Peru. After one such attack, a 15-year-old girl had to be taken to the hospital. According to the community leader, Davila, the teenager narrowly escaped, but as a result of the struggle, they cut part of her neck. Now, according to the local media, members of the community are conducting night patrols to protect the women, children, and vulnerable. Oh, my goodness. So there's uh, videos going all over YouTube of this uh, interesting scenario. Here's the woman, I guess, that was hurt. Um, but there's some like blurry like videos and, and it's posted in Peruvian or I guess it's Spanish. Um, but, uh, very interesting considering we saw a similar situation in Las Vegas with some aliens standing in some people's backyards. Now the face peelers, what terrifying name (laughs) are, uh, hanging out there down in Peru uh very interesting what do you think about that jeremiah
0: i think it's pretty interesting pretty it sounds like uh like like you said what happened here in vegas just being seen by everybody right
3: yep yep it's uh and we talked about last week how could this be tied to funding space force um i mean hold on let, let me reiterate that let uh We talked last week about how the UFO agenda and all these different sightings and things uh, are being used as a motivation for Congress to hyperfund Space Force. And we know how far it got us for the millions and millions of tax dollar money that went into funding agencies like NASA, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now we have a militarized arm, Space Force, that is using these scenarios of aliens and UFO UAP sightings and all that uh, to bolster their uh, their their uh, funding, and so how will that money be used? Uh, what is this all leading to? Alien disclosure seems to be ramping up uh, immensely. Um, in a, in a very interesting similar kind of uh, realm, uh, I wanted to show this article. It's uh, a plan for. Uh, more more seeking after the mysterious uh is happening here on a different topic the plan for the biggest nessie search in more than 50 years is being organized now we of course have seen this famous picture of the loch ness monster Uh, and it says what has been described as the biggest search for the loch ness monster since the early 70s is due to be held later this month uh, so, drones with infrared camera are going to f- be flown over the loch. A hydrophone is to be used to detect unusual underwater sounds. Um, there's going to be lots of volunteers. Uh, so, a big search for the Loch Ness Monster. It's, it's
0: um, very interesting. In
3: 2019, scientists said that the creature behind repeated sightings of the fabled Nessie may be giant eels. <laughs> Which... In, in a way is probably just as terrifying, like going yeah. swimming in the lock, lock lake, uh, watch out for the giant eels. <laughs> um, so what I do know, Jeremiah, and, and why I like to share articles about this is because, uh, according to the scriptures, there are enormous, ma- uh, maritime creatures that are lurking out there called the Leviathan, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there's even biblical prophecy in texts like uh, Second Baruch and in some of the legends of the Jews about how the Leviathan and the Behemoth are creatures that will survive up until the coming of the Messiah, and they will be given as a reward once they're they're slain uh, to the survivors of the apocalypse. And uh, it's very interesting. There's even prophecy in the Book of Isaiah. Uh, And I shared this when we were talking about that submarine that imploded about how the serpent was commanded to go and bite those hiding under the sea. Um, And and there's just a a really interesting truth element to this search for the Loch Ness Monster. What if it it was sightings of the Leviathan? Or or what if it's a prehistoric antediluvian sea creature that has survived for... uh, decades and decades in some of the legends of the jews there are these uh creatures that it says the almighty created that uh only have uh two living at every time a male and a female and then as the next generation is propagated the old generation dies off but after long long periods of time because it says uh, in these texts that if there were more uh, and they were allowed to have multiple offspring, they, they would devour the Earth, and just mm-hmm. nobody would be able to stop these giant Godzilla-sized monsters. And uh, and some texts talk about how the behemoth and Leviathan are destined to fight. And, uh, you know, there's some discrepancy whether the Messiah comes back and slays them or they slay each other. But uh, it, what it's reminiscent of is the Godzilla movies that show these enormous creatures coming out of the oceans and fighting you know in J- Tokyo Japan and in New York or whatever and uh and it's really interesting cuz it could be some preconditioning uh for actual truths of these entities that exist somewhere these massive animals created by the almighty that by the way uh should be kosher to eat uh, for those of you who are wondering, whoa, what is second He's going to feed the meat to the survivors of the apocalypse? Well, apparently it's, a, according to the legends of the Jews, it's a reward for the people that kept kosher to get to feast on the most delicious food ever, which comes from the flesh of these enormous, enormous Godzilla-sized uh, creatures. So, all right. <laughs> um, just a little interesting uh, side note there. Um, check this out. Um, uh, the Sound of Freedom funder has recently been charged with child kidnapping. Very interesting. Very interesting. Isn't it ironic, right? Um, and we have talked about this a little bit in covering The Sound of Freedom and the the premise, the film. Very good. You know, saving children, stopping human trafficking. Uh, although we have come to find that there seems... There seems to be some underlying motives uh, and uh, people, and people and agendas associated with this movie that are probably not all that meets the eye. So uh, there's a lot of people out there, uh, in the same way that, uh, like for example, when people are like, "We gotta keep Christ in Christmas," <laughs> uh, and w- for when people were one. like yeah. thing, saying Xmas or whatever, and they don't realize. That Christ isn't in Christmas. It's you know it's a holiday that has been adopted by Christianity. Jesus wasn't born on December twenty fifth. Surprise, surprise. He was born in the fall. Like your dad has uh, you know, explored with some of his research. Close September eleventh. 11th. Eleventh, 11th, right? Yeah. And um, it, it's just funny because uh, whenever we have this, "hurrah," let's protect something, uh, and there's so many people banning together saying oh you know we shouldn't ever criticize films like the sound of freedom or or the people who created it because it, it's such a good cause you uh, we have to band together and defend it well i would say everything should be up for inspection um don't bite the bait without checking for the hook and mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about this in previous shows and, and once again it's a very great premise uh But at the same time, isn't it interesting? Isn't it ironic? The funder uh, was charged with child kidnapping. Okay, um, here we have a reminder for everyone. Uh, This, the scripture, is still the final authority. And opinions don't matter. But many men have come up with opinions on what it says, right? Um, And so that's why diving in and investigating it for ourselves is so important. That's why, you know, if you don't read, listen to audiobooks. If you don't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and so having it going through your mind um, in a individualistic sense helps you navigate the world of opinions out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I always think this meme's uh, funny. The world right now, burning, right? Me, mm-hmm. who's ready for Sukkot? You know, I'm <laughs> actually wearing my uh, Feast of Tabernacles shirt here. And uh, we're, we're entering into the fall season very soon. People are going to be gathering for the biblical feasts once again. Um, and I'm really excited for it. I always uh, love to go out to Lebanon and, and keep it with my buddy Adam. We have several hundred people that go out there. There's a big tent. And uh, it's really the time of year that we've all been investigating these different topics of Scripture and truth and uh, conspiracy. And when we gather together at these biblical feasts, it's an amazing opportunity to, you know, share some of the things we've learned throughout the year. That's, and that's why I believe not forsaking the assembling together of ourselves is so important, even more so as you see, you know, the apocalypse approaching the day of the second coming approaching, which is preceded by, you know, this terrible, terrible tribulation, of course. Um, but that leads us into, uh, a reminder. A leader leads by example not by force and Mm -hmm. uh and so while we are sharing with you guys all these good things to do uh jeremiah and my focus is you know we we want to work on our lives and get the things we are doing straightened out and uh and lead by example you know because of all the people that are tuning into the show i'm sure there's a lot of people that are new people waking up to some of these things. And, and just keep in mind, we're just people too. We're just on this journey along with you guys. So have patience with us. We're just trying to uh, apply these truths to our life as well. And uh, and it's it's a blessing to be on the journey, you know, on the path. Um, on the I wanted to, to show too. this picture. Uh, did you know that uh, very soon there's going to be an eclipse? uh it's it's going to cross over the southern part of the united states um and then following uh the 2017 eclipse there's going to be one also in 2024 but there's one this year and it makes a giant olive tav symbol over the united states i know people have talked about this but just wanted to remind everyone this is coming up uh jeremiah did were you anywhere near the uh the eclipse or would you be interested in going and watching the the total eclipse when it happens
0: yeah man uh i know we had talked about this in another episode that we might you know get together and check it out yeah it's it sounds very cool like very cool to see because you don't ever get to see it right oh yeah
3: it's pretty pretty rare and it's very interesting like just the the aspect of how it's a 50 mile totality area and then there's like half uh, to, uh, partial eclipses in the kind of that lighter gray area and um, and it, it ties into the FE topic of course of how does a celestial body cast a shadow smaller than itself um, and of course the argument is the sun is so large there's angular uh, light rays that narrow it down to only 50 square miles but The astronomical odds of the moon being 400 times smaller than the sun and also 400 times closer than the sun is phenomenal. Uh, And that's, of course, uh, based on the heliocentric model, uh, just the the aspect of it being able to line up perfectly and and cast a total eclipse over the Earth. Uh, It it shows the hand of the creator, uh, although... There are other perspectives regarding uh, alternative cosmology, and uh, and I'll I'll leave it at that. But um, it's very interesting either way. It shows the hand of the creator, and and he said even back in Genesis that the sun, moon, and stars are for sign, seasons, and appointed moa'dim, like the biblical feast, right? Uh, but there's this X marks the spot happening over the continental United States, and I always thought that was interesting. So just wanted to give a heads up. These eclipses are coming close, uh, coming soon. Uh, (laughs) Here's a picture of kids in uh, Germany waving their pride flags, and uh, here's kids today waving a new iteration of pride flags. Now, can you explain to me the difference of indoctrination?
5: Mm,
0: About the same.
3: Yeah, about the same. uh, There's some interesting stuff I've shared on Virtual House Church recently about how the writer of the white horse in the book of revelation carries a bow in his hand and it could be interpreted that that bow is a rainbow and that the end times great deception enforcement agenda is tied to the lgbtq plus 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 people uh so very interesting especially how the people who dye their hair purple always calling uh Uh, conservatives, fascists, and Nazis, uh, and yet uh, they fall more in line with Nazis themselves than they realize.
0: Yep. Conform or go to a re-education camp, you know?
3: Yep. Uh, So, in the medical topic, uh, here's one I wanted to share with you guys. Read the V inserts. It's 2023, and there are still people who don't know what WI-38 and MRC-5 are. And I just wanted to share in case you didn't know, uh, these are two cell lines, MRC-5 and WI-38, that are both derived from elective abortions performed in Europe in the early 1960s and have been used as cell substrates in V manufacturer. Uh, I said it. Four Vs continue to require the use of these cell lines Varicella, rubella, hepatitis A, and one of the rabies uh, rabies Vs. So whenever we talk about the modern pharmaceutical industry, and of course we've covered in depth the big deception that's happened over the past few years, but uh, keep in mind that it, it pretty much is the witch's brew of uh, gross scientific discovery where mm-hmm. – uh, cells from abortions have been used for something that is widely accepted by mainstream Christianity as something you should participate in and go and get your, your regular V and your children, they, they're just born, give them 120 plus scheduled things before they're, you know, a couple months old, you know, these are deceptions that are happening in the world today that, you know, we're, we we, we want to, uh, want to call out and uh and people are just not aware that the things that are there that doctors are pushing on them uh are truly derived from a kind of a wicked source and so it it should make you question the science is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and if you can start questioning these things that are oh so normalized oh so you know important to keep your bodily health going right and protect you from these deadly viruses and whatnot well uh how about we trust in the almighty to protect us in in the sense of not participating especially with some of these crazier medical experiments the v companies are making 60 billion dollars a year selling mandatory v's they're also making 500 billion a year selling EpiPins, inhalers anti-seizure medication diabetes and arthritis meds virtually all of the medication they sell are targeted to treat diseases that are listed as side effects of the v's on their own manufacturer inserts it's the perfect business model they make us all sick and create lifetime customers no wonder people are getting side effects by injecting these abominations right Mm -hmm. And, and and of course they perhaps they know that putting these things in your body will bring a curse because it's derived from such an evil premise and uh and then they turn you into lifelong customer died suddenly equals dr baffled sudden cancer dr baffled sudden strokes dr baffled heart attacks dr baffled myocarditis doctors baffled blood clots doctors baffled gillian Barr syndrome doctors baffled Neurological problems. Doctors baffled. (laughs) Compromised immune system. Doctors baffled. Young, fit, and healthy. Died. Doctors baffled. Fertility problems. Doctors baffled. Dead babies. Doctors baffled. Bell's palsy. Doctors baffled. And me? Not baffled. Not so (laughs) much. It's very clear. (laughs) Not baffled. Just remember... Those who planned this, the JFK assassination, and this, of course, the 9-11 uh, W, you know. Uh, w. Bush. The 9-11 Deception. Just check out Building 7, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did this as well. And, uh, and it's the giant CGI ball, one of several that we investigate. You know, the other one being something NASA pushes as the ultimate truth. Uh, that leads many down to a uh, a hopeless, abysmal view of their uh, existence uh, that were just germed organisms that cropped up on this spinning rock, hurling through nothingness, des- destined for nothingness and oblivion, right? Well, they also designed this CGI ball as well. Yep. Just remember, do not conform. Those who stood up against the mandates, who stood up against the deceptions, uh, you're stronger for it. And those who fell and bowed down to the beast system, so to speak, who, because of fear, participated in the medical experiment, uh, you can still stay strong in the future, but you're more likely to fall in coming deceptions if you bowed to the beast in these previous iterations. Um, but there's a lot of people waking up. So um, I, I thought I wanted to share this real quick. It's a very interesting, uh, how hardcore of a truther are you? Add up your points one for each. And I'm going to send this to Jeremiah to post on our community page. And, uh, and <laughs> you guys go through this and we want to see how... Uh, studied our listeners are and i think it'd be really interesting it it goes through all the various mainstream conspiracy topics and uh and i'd love to see where our audience uh counts out to in terms of uh how many points you guys get awesome so uh all right so this is uh uh going into our next video uh as hollywood realizes that wokeness backfires and and hower and bush and other companies like disney uh receive enormous financial repercussions for their push for these woke agendas uh there are celebrities that are waking up and starting to point out that they don't go along with the flow uh, i believe that it's sometimes sad that these people have waited so long to voice their opinions, uh, because Hollywood is a very go along to get along, uh, environment. Yep. And so, uh, that's why it's really interesting to me that these mainstream people, uh, that haven't spoken up in the past are starting to speak up because the, the bullwhip effect is, is starting to happen. And films like sound of freedom are causing people to, Uh, stand up and and speak out while previously they perhaps were too afraid because they see that the general populace uh, for the most part wants to swing away from the woke agendas but also uh, when there's a reprieve when the serpent loosens up its coils it generally means it's about to go back in and tighten right back up and so uh, let's go ahead and check out this video about how some celebs are starting to talk out Against some of the agendas,
1: parents have almost almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. A great, it's like okay, if your little boy comes to you and says, "Daddy, I want to be a girl," and you just let him rock with that, you just let him, right. He's five.
9: And where did he get that if from? If you
1: let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's gonna do that. Exactly. Like when when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a twelve-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves?
10: When did that happen? Right. Like I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, I don't get you. But and, I
1: heard a rumor that they, they, they either passed or are trying to pass a law in LA that states, if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no,
9: they could take your kid. From yeah, you. that's true. Just passed in California. That does. That makes no.
1: As Neo's statements sparked polarizing reactions from both sides, his official Twitter released this statement, saying that he is apologizing for his comments on gender, understanding that his statements could be offensive, and pleading You'll that he will get better educate himself yep. going forward. And my original reaction was, this is a huge mistake. As if Neo was speaking truthfully, off the cuff on his beliefs on something, and that just happened to offend the woke mob, apologizing isn't going to change their hatred of him. Getting re-educated isn't going to save him the next time he has the wrong opinion. But good for Neo, because he immediately cleared things up. This is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer, so check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. However, somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. Y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live, love how you want to love, but your opinion is yours. As on his Instagram, he posted how he refused to be bullied into an apology, how he was just speaking on his opinion on what he wants for his kids. Now the comments are turned off for this post, but as usual, going to his last post is where all the replies will go, as he's now getting an outpouring of support, appreciating that he has the courage to stick to his beliefs, for standing up to the woke mob, and how people are now listening to his music on repeat, which is almost the exact same thing we saw with Jason Aldean when the mob came for him, as his song now has 27 million views on YouTube, which is astronomically higher than any of his recent music. But not apologizing to the mob is becoming a common theme, as Nick Merckx refused to apologize for his statements, because like Neo, he was speaking from the perspective of a father, and when the mob came for him and he was getting cancelled off a Call of Duty store, he didn't rank being able to make money off some video game over what he thinks is best for his kid, compared to Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass, where his social media didn't quite align with what the woke mob wanted. He apologized and sentenced himself to re-education, just like what Neo's publicists wanted, but that will never be enough for the chronically online easily offended mob, as Bass was removed from all the Toronto Blue Jays pride events and then actually cut from the team entirely. And I think this is where society is trending today, where people once again reward courage over cowardice, as catering to the blue mob might make some corporate executives feel empowered, but only until they actually put thousands of their employees on food stamps. As the Bud Light fiasco is continuing all the way into August, where after they've lost billions. They keep sinking further into obscurity, as several people now are discovering that even the discount retailer Costco will no longer be selling Bud Light as it's now labeled with the discontinued Star of Death. And apparently, even bars have to relabel Bud Light as Mystery Lager to get people to drink it. So when committing the mortal sin of having an opinion that the left doesn't quite agree with, you now have two choices. You can just say, hey, some people don't agree with me, that's your choice, but I'm not going to alienate the people that I actually agree with to cater to people that completely despise me. Because what's the alternative? Taking a formerly number one top selling brand into something that basically needs to go into witness protection to be sold in bars in America? And I've seen a bit of this myself. Now, I'm no platinum selling, Grammy winning singer like Neo, but even my YouTube opinions online's bring. In waves of hate. Well, the true lesson here is you can judge somebody pretty well based on who their enemies are and looking at the quality of people that hate me online, I think I'm doing perfectly fine. As a great philosopher once said, your booze mean nothing because I've seen what makes you cheer.
3: He's using your uh, music, Opa. He was just <laughs> telling me that.
2: I know. He's, he, he keeps using my music. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I wonder if he's a fan of the show. Well, I hope so. shout out that guy. <laughs> uh, more and more celebs are speaking out, and uh, I think it was a good point he made that standing up and being brave in the face of the woke mob is becoming something that gives honor uh, in the face of being canceled for be willing to have strong opinions against this nonsense. Yeah. And uh, you know, kudos to the people willing to risk their livelihood uh and their publicity uh for speaking truth uh it's it's definitely the way that they manipulate is they threaten and try to manipulate people into holding their tongue or being re-educated if they speak a different perspective to the wokeness and uh and those who risk being canceled of course have more to lose and so it's good to see at least some people are not going along with the nonsense but there are many that still are so check out this next video of harrison ford of images
2: and they can mine it with artificial intelligence for a position of my face for the i don't want to be younger i don't want to be better looking i just want to tell a
0: story in which it was useful to see indiana jones the way we used to see him what scares me about ai is when it begins to pretend to be
11: a creative uh, opportunity
4: hollywood is full of secrets and they are slowly coming to light and now harrison ford has decided to come out and talk about a tactic that is quite creepy if you were asked Do you think everyone you see on screen is real? Well, according to Harrison Ford, Hollywood is using a new tactic to portray actors. With the development of AI, Hollywood has started using AI to generate various actors. And what's even scarier is that it is so perfect that you can't even tell unless you are told. But what did Harrison Ford warn about these tactics? What did he have to say about it? Let's find out, shall we? The legendary Harrison Ford has revealed Hollywood's tactics that have shocked many people. He has exposed some tactics that have been lurking in the movie industry. In addition to the controversies about the movie Sound of Freedom, more controversies are coming to light. And what's even worse is that all these secrets come from Hollywood's members. Harrison Ford has blown the lid off a new disturbing tactic that Hollywood is using, which is the use of AI to replace actors. And the moment Harrison Ford released this, a full-blown strike was launched. Now actors and scriptwriters all fear losing their jobs to artificial intelligence. With the recent revelation by Harrison Ford, we can say that lines are being drawn now concerning the extent of the use of artificial intelligence in the industry, However, as much as this has been brought to light, Hollywood is divided on using artificial intelligence. This is more so in the context of AI replacing actors and scriptwriters. And as much as there is opposition, there are those who embrace AI in the industry. A great example is the recently released Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The creators of this movie liaised with Industrial Light and Magic ILM to use AI to showcase a younger version of Harrison Ford in the film, with the support of a team of 100 skilled artists, ILM used its face swap technology to make the 80-year-old actor look younger in the movie. They had to use CGI, machine learning, and geometry from the photography to create a younger version of Harrison, which was used in a 25-minute flashback sequence. However, this was not an easy process. They had to use extra cameras alongside the main one to capture all the necessary data for the process. This involves the lighting and intricate details of Ford's face. After that, AI was used to look through older Indiana Jones films and capture some reference images. These would later be used to create matching shots in the Dial of Destiny. And after shooting was done, the experts went through each shot and used face swap technology and machine learning to create a 2D replica of the actor. However, they still needed to create a 3D replica and so they had to take 3D scans of Ford's face as he recorded different facial expressions used in various scenes. This was necessary to produce the perfect final performance that people would not doubt even for a second. And in three years, all this was done before it was released on the big screen. This is not the first time that ILM has used these techniques. They have applied these to Rogue One, a Star Wars story and The Mandalorian, In addition, ILM is not the only production company to use AI. Others, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, have also used AI at some point in their films. However, as much as many production companies are embracing AI, designers and VFX artists are concerned about their jobs. And when these concerns were raised, a full-blown strike by the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, was launched ai has become one of the main topics in hollywood's labor disputes and has stirred up negotiations and uncertainties and when you hear people talking about it it sounds both promising and threatening but then again this depends on who you ask or listen to most star actors are now filled with fear of losing control of their lucrative likenesses while the less popular ones are afraid of being replaced altogether on the other hand writers are worried that they might have to share credit or even lose credit to machines and because of this both the actor and writer unions have decided to go on strike. However, the proposed contracts have a time period of three years. And even though AI has grown faster over the past few years, widespread displacement in such a short time is highly unlikely. But even with that, unions and employers know that when a compromise is made in one contract, a precedent will be set for future negotiations. The use of AI has already become widespread. It has been used to produce younger versions of Harrison Ford and even generate abstract animated images. Even streaming platforms like Netflix use AI to recommend what to watch next. Some actors, like Jonathan McLean, who is also a writer, have taken the lead in comparing this battle to existing fights over automation in other industries. According to him, there is more to come as technology is still growing. While on the picket lines outside Warner Brothers Studios, he said, It's easy to marginalize what we do because it's entertainment, and I get it. But I feel on some level we are, as far as this tech conversation is concerned, a little bit of a canary in a coal mine. This is an important moment, and we've got to really make a decisive step stand. However, this is not the first time AI issues have been raised. There has been a discussion between the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists SAG-AFTRA and the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers AMPTP. At first, it was nothing but a theoretical framework but as time passed, it became a full-blown strike on July 13th. Later on, SAG called out the studio's stand on the AI position. At the time, SAG claimed that the studios planned on using actors' images without their consent. The claims became worse when it was said that studios were also planning on changing dialogue or creating new scenes without the informed consent of the actors themselves. It went even further when it was said that they were planning on using actors' likenesses and performances to train AI systems without the permission or compensation of the main actors. However, when all this came to light, the AMPTP fought back against these claims and they came up with an AI proposal that would protect the performer's digital likenesses and require the actor's consent before using the digital replicas. This would be the same when it came to altering performances. And as much as they tried to clear the air, the Hollywood big shots wouldn't really care about those below them when it came to this. No matter the results of these negotiations, a specific group of actors will definitely be affected. And to be more precise, the ones who would feel the pinch would be the working-class actors. By this, we mean those actors who take up background roles to build their experience, make connections, and even pay their bills. According to statistics, it has been revealed that about 86% of the 160,000 members of the union can't even make enough money to qualify for health benefits. These are only estimated to be about $26,000. However, it gets even more enjoyable. Some of the big shots in the industry can get top-notch entertainment lawyers who will negotiate contracts that work in their favor regarding AI stuff. However, it is the working-class actors who would suffer because they couldn't afford the same. This could cause a great problem for them in the future if AI underperforms. If that happened, it would be their reputation on the line, not AI's. Nonetheless, even the big names in Hollywood are getting concerned over this. A great example is Tom Cruise. He recently joined the negotiations to push the producers on SAG after he raised his concerns about AI. However, it is the writers who are more worried when it comes to using AI. In these contract talks, the WGA was willing to use AI to help with its creative process. But there is a great catch with this. They are trying to avoid allowing AI-generated material to be considered literary or source material. This would ensure they get the credits they deserve and are eligible for awards such as the Oscar for an original screenplay. According to AMPTP, AI-generated material would not be suitable for getting credit for writing. This could raise some concerns, probably even leading to confusion on who gets the credit when collaborating with AI in the writing and creative process. Already, there is a lot of confusion when it comes to screenwriting contracts and credits. So when they add AI to the mix, it could probably lead to even worse confusion. And so to prevent any of this, the Guild might have to step in and sort out the fine details and legal language on who gets the credit. The use of AI has led to a lot of strikes, leading to division among people. Not only that, but some people are entirely against it as they fight for their careers.
3: Very interesting, you know, as we see the technology developing, it's threatening the people uh, that are pushing so many of these agendas anyways um on this topic, another of the main pushes in Hollywood is the uh the destruction of the traditional home and uh I wanted to read this interesting post um, Women leaving their homes has led to the destruction of this nation. no longer help meets to their husbands but to their bosses instead. Divorces skyrockets. Children no longer being raised by mothers, instead by daycare and public schools. Uh, abortion is common. Birth rates tank. Women compete with men for jobs. Women take over medical field. Women in politics. Women preachers and pastors. Women wanted to be men. Men now want to be women. LGBT and fatherlessness is rampant. Um, and it goes with an interesting prophecy in Isaiah 3. As for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. Oh, my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Uh, and uh, and it's tied also to the topic that masculinity isn't toxic. The absence of it is weak men are often abusive and spiteful, but strong men are protective and loving. And, uh, and there's a balance into our society that uh, – having the proper, um, relationship lends to stability and to growing a society properly. And our society has totally degraded, um, the functionality of the family. And, and now it's to the point where, uh, population and birth rate is tanking. Uh, we have alternative lifestyles going through the roof. Um, and there's a, a sense of um, an agenda behind this. And it's one of the agendas that was pushed in the recent uh, Indiana Jones movie is kind of the the woman savior. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this is not belittling ladies. Um, you know, there's a, a beautiful uh, role of, of women that I think... Uh, can't ever be spoken against right and Mm -hmm. and it's the twisting of that role that our modern society is using to emasculate men in today's world and it's it's to the point where uh, little boys growing up in in elementary and middle school and high school are being convinced that they have to become a girl now to succeed (laughs) um and it's it's really sad but uh that's pretty much all the news for this week jeremiah thank you guys for sticking with us uh, not a super long segment this week but uh hopefully you got something out of that that's of value
0: yeah i loved it man thanks for another great current news as always um now quick look at my mom's book the protocol the kills
7: kingsgate media and skiba news nation present an exhaustive expose on government the new amazing book the emotional and disturbing true story
4: Sheila Skiba. Following Rob Skiba's death, his widow, Sheila, and co-authors spent countless hours analyzing 40 days of recorded conversations, the transcripts of which appear in the book.
3: This is an extremely well-written first-hand account of the horrors Sheila Skiba endured for the 40 days her husband was held captive in the hospital.
4: It was hard to read and relive since I vividly remember when this was happening to this precious man. But I believe every person needs to know what was going on during the insanity of the pandemic. Sheila Skiba, The Protocol That Kills a True Crime Story. This book shares a wealth of critical insights that will greatly aid in preventing future needless losses of life. Available on Amazon. Order now. Find more at theprotocolthatkills.com.
0: Now, if you've already read it, please share it. And if you haven't read it yet, find out what truly happened to my dad. Now it's about that time for an all-new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa.
2: The following presentation may contain too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ, Cat Jokes, Parental Guidance Suggested. Time for some Opa Corner Stories! A Chinese man comes to Los Angeles for a holiday. He arrives at LAX and gets a cab to take him to his hotel. On the way, he sees a few buses, and says to the taxi driver, The buses here are so noisy and really slow. In China, the buses are very fast. The taxi driver says nothing. Later, the Chinese tourist sees a marina with a few boats sailing by. He comments again to the driver, The boats here are so slow. In China, the boats are very fast. The driver kept silent and drove. When they get to the hotel, the Chinese tourist gets out of the taxi and asks for a meter reading. The driver calmly tells him the price and the man is startled. Are you kidding me? Your buses are so slow, the boats are so slow. If everything else here is so slow, then how come the meter of your taxi is so fast? The driver gives him a smile and says, It's made in China. <laughs> a blonde lived with two blonde roommates. She bought a new car and, on the way home from the dealer, got caught in a terrible hailstorm. Her brand new car was dented all over. When she got home, she called the service department to ask what she should do. They offered to send the car to a mechanic, but she'd have to pay for it. She tells them she has absolutely no money. Couldn't they just send someone anyway? The service chief, being a prankster, told her to wait till the car was cool and then blow hard on the tailpipe, which would pop out all the dents. A half hour later, her rubies saw her on her knees behind the car, blowing as hard as she could. They asked what the heck she was doing, and she told them, adding in a perplexed tone, but it's not working. You dummy, one of her blonde roommates said, You have to roll up the windows first. <laughs> Two senior ladies were out for a Sunday drive in a huge car. Neither of them could really see too much over the dashboard. When they came to an intersection, the light was red, yet they kept on cruising through. The passenger thought to herself, I feel like I'm losing it, but I swear we just drove through a red light. A few minutes later, they drove through another red light. The passenger was almost certain light had been red, but was still slightly concerned that she might be going mad, so she decided to give the driver one last chance. As they were approaching the next intersection, the passenger paid a great deal of attention. This time, the lights were certainly red, just as they were before and they just sped past. Susan, do you know that we just ran three red lights in a row? We could have been killed. Oh, am I driving? (laughs) (laughs) A car gets a flat on the interstate highway one day. The lady driver eases over onto the shoulder of the road. She carefully steps out of the car and opens the trunk. She then takes out two cardboard men, unfolds them, and stands them at the rear of the vehicle facing oncoming traffic. The lifelike cardboard men are in trench coats and appear naked to the approaching drivers. Not surprisingly, the traffic became snarled and backed up. It wasn't very long before a police car arrives. The officer, clearly enraged, approaches the lady of the disabled vehicle yelling, What is going on here? My car broke down, officer.
5: Well, what the
2: heck are these obscene cardboard pictures doing here by the road? Well, those are my emergency flashers. (laughs) (laughs) Two bowling teams, one of all blondes, and one of all brunettes, chartered a double-decker bus for a weekend bowling tournament in London. The brunette team rides in the bottom of the bus. The blonde team rides on the top level. The brunette team down below is living it up and having a great time when one of them realizes she doesn't hear anything from the blondes upstairs. So she decides to go up and investigate. When the brunette reaches the top, she finds all the blondes frozen in fear, staring straight ahead at the road and clutching the seats in front of them with white knuckles. She says, what the heck is going on up here? We're having a grand time downstairs. One of the blondes looks up and says, Yeah, but you've got a driver. (laughs) A man has to drive for a few days to get to his new house. After a long and tiring drive throughout the night, the driver decides to pull over on the side of the road to take a nap. A man knocks on the car window, and this wakens the driver from his sleep. The man asks the driver, what time is it? The driver looks at his watch and replies, it's 8 a.m., and goes back to sleep. After a while, another man knocks on the car window and wakes the driver from his sleep. This man also asks the driver, what time is it? The driver replies, it's 8.05 AM, and goes back to sleep. Sure enough, after a while, again another man knocks on the car window and asks the same question. The driver, now annoyed, says, it's 8.07 AM. He picks up a piece of paper and writes in bold letters, I don't know what time it is, and sticks it on the car windows and goes back to sleep. The driver is again awoken from his sleep by a knock on the window. The man knocking on the window says, it's eight ten a.m., you're welcome. <laughs> a blonde driving a car became lost in a snowstorm. She didn't panic, however, because she remembered what her dad had once told her. If you ever get stuck in a snowstorm, just wait for a snowplow to come by and follow it. Sure enough, pretty soon a snowplow came by and she started to follow it. She followed the plow for about 45 minutes. Finally, the driver of the truck got out and asked her what she was doing. She explained that her dad had told her that if she ever got stuck in a snowstorm to follow a plough. The driver nodded and said, Well, I'm done with the Walmart parking lot. Do you want to follow me over to the Best Buy now? <laughs> and now for the funnies. <laughs> you like that? Okay, one more time. The wheels on the bus go round and round. I'm in hell. <laughs> Action Five News. To continue our team coverage on politics, let's go over to Stan, for the prick of the week. <laughs> I'm sorry I accidentally kicked you, buddy. You okay? Are we cool? I'm so blogging about you later. <laughs> Uh, we'd better move. That one has a coffee and a bran muffin. (laughs) Daddy can't play with us right now. He's working. I never should have taught her how to use air quotes. Murray! Mad Dog Murray! Is that you? Just at casual.
5: <laughs>
2: the Wildlife Management Finals. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A. 250 board feet. B. 500 board feet. See 1,000 board feet. <laughs> <laughs> They're hanging out together. Looks like she's finally accepted the new cat. How to crush your enemy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a pasta shell. He's Italian. (laughs) (laughs) The print is too small, there aren't any pictures, the price is too high. I don't think you need it anyway. (laughs) The art of complaining. We will, we will rock you. You gotta admit, that has a catchy sound to it. (laughs) Hmm. Please clean up after yourself. (laughs) Good luck with that. Alphabet Soup of ancient Egypt. (laughs) Sparky! Your mother and I are shocked at your current behavior. Until you learn to conduct yourself properly, you're grounded. Looks to be some kind of menu. (laughs) All this time I thought my greatest weakness was kryptonite. Turns out it was french fries all along. Oh, quit worrying about it, Andrew. They're just love handles. <laughs> Is that a mouse? <laughs> we knew a mixed marriage might be difficult, but we never expected this. That's <laughs> Careful, Eve. You might spend all of your time on it. <laughs> Professor Farrington and his controversial theory that dinosaurs were actually the discarded chicken bones of giant alien picnickers. <laughs> My company's letting me work from home indefinitely. Day ninety-two. I'm in hell. <laughs> At the porcupine ball. Ooh. Ah. Hey. Ouch. Ooh. Ah. Hey. Ouch. Ouch. Ooh. E. Ouch. Oh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Today's special, Turtle Soup. As suddenly as it started, Joe's gagging is alleviated when a small ninja sword is dislodged from his throat. (laughs) The Internet's down again. Not to worry. They're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I said carve a sacred cow. <laughs> Scared cow. It likes it. Through some unfortunate celestial error, Ernie is sent to hog heaven. (laughs) Now watch this. He'll keep that chicken right there until I say okay. You want to say okay, Ernie? A ram, a lamb, a (laughs) ding-dong. When I grow up, I want to be just like you, Dad. (laughs) For a more organized home, make sure everything has a place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that concludes another Opa's Corner.
8: My hood, there are three echoes. Dry echoes, half of my hood. Wound heart, er needs three echoes. That is the least of my hood.
2: Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe.
0: All right, let's give it up for Opa again, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Big birthday.
2: Thank you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, it's enough. That's enough. Thank you. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, now thank you Opa for another great Opus Corner. Now a word from our good friend and sponsor, JJ. Are you tired of living in constant pain? Do you feel like you've tried every CBD product on the market with no relief? Look no further than JJ's natural CBD rub. When I was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease, this was the only product that completely took my pain away. Working with JJ has been a dream come true and his products have completely changed my life. Don't just take my word for it. Visit JJ's website, jjcbdrub.com and read hundreds of testimonials from people whose lives have been changed by all of JJ's amazing products. And now, as a Skiba News Nation exclusive, you can get $50 off a three-pack special of JJ's Natural CBD Rub by texting CBD to 920-382-7720. Don't suffer in silence any longer. Take control of your pain today with JJ's Natural CBD Rub. Again, text CBD to 920-382-7720 for an exclusive discount and start feeling the relief you deserve. The links are in the description below thank you JJ your stuff is amazing I just wanted to say that it helped me a lot and helps my whole family out a lot so thank you okay it's time for some mystery so for today's history we're gonna be talking about zombies and where the legend of zombies even come from and that's going to be our first topic, and how we are living in a time where we have real-life zombies. So, that that was the setup for this first clip. So let's check out the first clip.
12: The Walking Dead, The Last of Us, Twenty Eight Days Later, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, I Am Legend, World War Z, Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, Paranorman, and on and on and on and on. There is no shortage of zombie movies coming out of Hollywood. Every other piece of entertainment seems to have some type of undead element to it. Why this fascination with the walking corpses? Why zombies? Well, it's a point of mythology that has captivated the human soul for a very, very long time. The unliving, the undead. But did you know that Zombieland isn't just a Woody Harrelson flick? Zombieland is an actual place in America. There's an entire neighborhood that is run by literal zombies. Welcome to hell on earth. Kensington. Pennsylvania, a small neighborhood on the outskirts of Philadelphia that is overtaken by zombies. And we're going to show you how they don't live. Welcome to Zombie Land. <laughs> Let's define a couple of things. What is a zombie? Where does the term zombie come from? A zombie is a mythological undead creature that is created through the reanimation of a corpse. Zombies are commonly found in horror and fantasy genres, but the term actually comes from Haitian folklore. Scientists and explorers who traveled to Haiti in the early 18th century would come in contact with local villagers who would tell stories of their family members dying, being buried, and then coming back to life through magic, living as the undead. In fact, in the Haitian Penal Code, article 246, passed in 1864, zombies are actually referred to any person of substances which, without causing actual death, produce a lethargic coma, more or less prolonged. And a zombie is defined as somebody who is in a lethargic coma more or less prolonged. The term zombie began to capture the fascination with authors, writers, and directors. Multiple zombie books were then written, zombie films exploded onto the screen, and even Michael Jackson made a zombie music video. But in spite of all of the zombie folklore and all of the zombie mythology that can be found in pop culture, real zombies do in fact exist today. And they're far more like the zombies of the original Haitian folklore, a tormented soul who is in a lethargic coma. Prolonged. Ladies and gentlemen, this lethargic coma is not brought about by magic or voodoo. This lethargic coma is brought about by mainline narcotics. The neighborhood of Kensington is ground zero for the zombie apocalypse in America with the rise of a drug called xylazine or trank, which enhances the effects of other drugs like heroin cocaine, and fentanyl. Over 90% of the heroin in Philadelphia has trank in it, which is why the neighborhood has become a post apocalyptic horror show. Addicts and dealers roam the districts like walking dead, selling this deadly animal, tranquilizer in broad daylight. The stench of rotting flesh, human feces emanates in the air. No cops, no law enforcement, just hordes of zombies. This is Zombie. I hope you believe in zombie stories because you're living in them. As soon as you enter the outskirts of Kensington, you begin to see people behaving strangely, flopped on parks and benches and public spaces people acting completely zoinked out of their brains. And then you get into downtown and you step out of your vehicle and you realize exactly how sunken this place is. There are needles every couple of steps that you take. You can smell trash and filth everywhere. You can hear the sounds of people screaming. And those people are often screaming at you, telling you to get away or to stop filming them. They point at you with arms that have open gaping sores on them people walk by you strung out entirely uh, yelling hurling insults and hurling their own bodies how did this place get this way Raphael explained to us what trank is and how it gets to the street and who keeps that trank? What happened here?
10: Tell me, uh, what's the story? You know, the story is, as you see, they've given out needles, and so far they've given out needles and crack pipe.
1: Over $10.5 Who's they?
12: That's uh, harm prevention. Who's they? And and really the city. So who's that? Is that the city City of Philadelphia? Okay, so so the leaders of Philadelphia. They give out crack pipes, they give, and they out, give out needles. Pipes. Yeah,
10: like nothing, as you see. So, so Trank is a tranquilizer mixed with actual fentanyl that they've been giving to the addicts mm. now. It's been almost over 10 years now, little by little, gradually going in, taking away from the heroin business that, and everything. So, because so, it's more cheaper, it makes more profit. As you can see, it even causes more damage everywhere, you know? So,
0: so that was the first clip, and I I feel like, I shouldn't be calling them zombies because they are real people that that struggle with addiction and and things like that but it's all caused by like politicians and people of power and they, they always can identify the problem but they never talk about how they're gonna fix the problem so what is it what is the resolution I mean it's all talk no action but these next two clips I'm gonna be showing you what a resident from Kensington is doing to help this problem and a particular politician named Vivek Ramaswamy. Sorry, I mispronounced that. He's, I think, I think he should be Trump's VP if I'm being honest. But he, they, they actually come down and and look at it to see how they can fix the problem, uh, which is not what our current administration does. So let's check out this second clip.
12: The last place that you would expect to see any decency or light kindness from the human soul is inside of this darkened zombie land. As a testament to the human spirit and the human soul, we met an angel named Sue Clifton, who was on her knees mending to the wounds of the zombies. Why did she do this? She was using her own money and her own resources to buy medical equipment to help these people, these lost souls. Sue had this to say about why she heals the zombies.
9: Because I can't say, if, you know, I'm part of a political party that believes that we're pro-life. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, it's all life. This is somebody's son. That's right. He's somebody's brothers. You know, there's brothers and sisters and mamas and grandpas and this is why we do it. This is God's son. Yeah. You're just pro-life on one issue. We have to loom to two. What about the grandmas and grandpa
12: So, what is it that keeps bringing Sue back to engaging? this good Samaritan behavior. We were fascinated watching her mend the open sores that were so disgusting we could just barely even look at them. Yet Sue, who is not a medical professional, was out here helping these people. What is it that drives her?
9: Anybody can love people who are lovable, you know? But what about the people that nobody wants to love? These are all God's children. I'm sorry, that's all I have to say, because it's like, it's not political, it's not, this is who I am. And it, I'm sorry if people don't understand, this is how our country was founded. We took care of each other.
12: And why is this happening? We had to ask someone who's taking so much of her own life into her hands. There were many violent people on the streets. They yelled at us, they screamed at us, they threatened us. Sue lives among us every single day. She chooses to do this. This is why.
9: So at four o'clock in the morning, samples come through, the drug dealers come through with all kinds of experimental nonsense. People are getting podcasting passing out and doing all kinds of stuff. But one of, of these, what it does is it causes these abscesses. And they're open wounds. Can you show, Luis, can you show me those of your hand? Very deep, open wounds. Um, and so basically, we're treating them with, we're col- accessing the abscess, and then we're um, coloral silver antibiotic, and then we're binding all the wounds.
12: Americans give a lot to other countries uh, but we don't realize that it's this country, it's our own country that needs the help.
9: It's a third world country
12: here. It's a third world country, yeah. Take care of people. Yes, we will. Time for us to start giving to each okay. other. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Take care of people. While we were in Pennsylvania, we decided to reach out to a Republican presidential candidate that we knew would be in the area. Vivek Swamy is running for president as a Republican we asked if he would come down to Kensington and meet us in Zombie Town to see for himself. And Vivek, of course, agreed. The true question of the visit was about the moral rot, because what you're seeing in Zombie Town is, of course, the end result of decades, a century of bad policy. Unified leftist control of the city of Philadelphia has brought us to this. This didn't happen overnight. This was planned. You could see shining through even the hell on earth in Kensington some of the glories of days gone by. The beautiful buildings, the quaint communities, and the neighborhoods, the factories that used to knit a place together. Vivek had this to say as it pertained to the moral rot in the country.
8: This was
1: a thriving community. Yes. 60 years ago. It was actually something that was, was actually a place that was thriving on its own two feet. Irish immigrants, German immigrants, thriving working class community. That's
12: right, you can still see the beauty behind the chipped paint. You can still see the architectural beauty You do, absolutely. You know, here, like somebody loved that house. Somebody lived and grew up in that house. And like children
1: lived there and were raised there. And When that's gotten hollowed out, it's the combination of, and I'm not just some protectionist that just says, oh, we need to just bring industry back for the sake of protecting ourselves, but just describing what happened hollowed out from industry offshore to places like China. Fentanyl now made in places like Wuhan, crossing our southern border, effectively addicting communities like this. You look at people living out in the streets. I asked that cop, what are most people dying of today? He said, hands down, it's fentanyl. A lot of the problems start at the nation's edges, but find their way to the nation's
10: center, and that's what we're seeing today.
12: Vivek walked the streets with us and also interacted with some of the zombies, so to speak, the sad and unfortunate individuals who live in zombie town. We've never seen anything like it, watch. I wanna
1: see how we can help. Thank you, man.
9: More shelters. I appreciate that. More
4: shelters and more food
9: banks. Because
10: I guess you're gonna be new a vice shelters, president, right?
1: It's more shelters, and more food banks. More food banks.
4: Yeah, because those are shelters help that don't fit. Look, me, look, right there. that's a shelter right there. They're outside. You see that? You can take a picture of this, look.
10: Where? That's the shelter? It's not a very good shelter.
4: That's like 80 people sleeping in there.
1: It's not a very good shelter.
9: shelter. Where? it yeah, they, they open up the gates and come in, and then they close the gates down, and they let everybody out at five o'clock in the
1: morning. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of
10: nonprofits that be out here that they fund, and we call them poverty pimps because they're not really doing anything. Poverty but pimps. They're getting all this money. Poverty pimps. Yeah, poverty pimps. Who's getting the money? A lot of these non-pro- fake nonprofits that come out here do photo ops, but they're really not doing anything. Oh,
12: really? Ultimately, we'd never seen a presidential candidate ever this close to a junkie, to somebody who's using open drugs in the streets. It's commendable that somebody cared enough to actually walk these streets. Part of probably why Vivek is surging in the polls right now and is arguably the number two candidate in the presidential cycle. Vivek Ronswamy was unafraid to stare the zombies and the problems that created these zombies in the face. I think that's something worth noting.
0: Leave it to a conservative to actually start the conversation to get stuff done. I mean, where is the vice president where is well biden's not even there but you know it it just makes me so angry because i know people that have been addicted to drugs and it's sad and and you know i wish that there were people that could help them and you know it, it just it really infuriates me that they encourage it they give these people these drugs so it's like what are you doing you're trying to kill all these people and it just blows my mind so this last clip of zombies they're not zombies they're people but this last clip is about a guy who lives there that plans to make a difference and is currently working on building these structures for these people so check this out
12: With every black cloud, there's a silver lining, and the silver lining of the people who are staying in Kensington were not zombies who wish to save the place, because Kensington actually had a beautiful history. Kensington was a major warehousing district and a major manufacturing district. An enormous amount of textiles and homemade goods came from Kensington, and it's what built up the beautiful community that has now been destroyed and hollowed out. One of the people who are sticking around and attempting to revitalize the area is local politician and developer Sam Orpiza, who has offices in Kensington and who is renovating some of the old factories, turning it into condos, living space. Sam tells us a story about his fighting background, what he wishes to do to fight for the city of Philadelphia.
10: This one. So that was uh, when I fought. This is you? That's me, yeah. Uh, that was my first big fight. It was strike force, it was at the Izod Center. So after I got done fighting, I started a family. I thought getting hit in the head was a bad idea. <laughs> and I got the uh, crazy idea to get into commercial real estate. And uh, I've been in the industry since 2016. It really was watching Donald Trump run for office was one of the most inspiring things in my life. And it made me want to change my life for my family. So that's really how I got into commercial real estate. When you drive through Kensington, right? How much lower can it go? I mean, how are we not at rock bottom, right? And When you're at rock bottom, the only way to go is up, you know? And there are people in this community that want to see a change. It's not like we're the only ones trying to make positive change. We're one of many that are fighting for this neighborhood. And you know, it, it, it helps take care of that side of my brain where I need danger almost to be engaged all the time, you know what I mean? From being a former <laughs> professional fighter. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Atop one of Sam's buildings, you can see the expanse of
10: downtown Philly, along with Kensington itself. How did it get so bad here? Sam tells us. When houses become abandoned here, they'll get taken over by the addicts and or the dealers or both. Sam has bright ideas for this area
12: and it starts with getting rid of the zombie apocalypse.
10: This is one of the newer units that we're doing this is a uh, two bedroom two and a half bath Um, we put all top-end high-end appliances uh, quartz countertops the you know the newer style cabinets and this is a poured concrete building so it is a very uh, safe and secure building we try to keep the old parts of the building that you'll never be able to recreate like the old brick that are in here um, and kind of integrate the old with the new you think you can save this place? Uh, look, whether I can or can't, I'm still gonna wake up every day and, you know, do my best to to make a difference, you know? Ultimately,
12: the four people that we met with when we went to Zombieland showed us the broad range of individuals who are still, in spite of everything, attempting to help these people. Whether it be politically, or whether it be physically, or whether it be spiritually, it was uplifting. I didn't intend on having a happy story to tell about one of the darkest places in America, but here we are.
0: So here we spend all this money helping other countries, but isn't it crazy that there are places in our country that look like third world countries and they treat them like third class citizens, second class citizens. I mean, they, they just totally ignore these people. I mean, what are your thoughts about it, Jake?
3: Yeah, man, it's really uh, disheartening to see walking zombies, you know, you could say, and, and so much money is spent on uh, foreign, problems when we have these problems here at home it's it's crazy to think about what do you think Opa?
2: I think it's horrible I think uh, you're right I think we're spending we spend a lot of money uh, as a nation on a lot of stuff that really we should be spending on our own and you know we you know it would be nice if we were so rich and so wealthy that we could take care of both ourselves and uh the uh, other parts of the world that need help but we need help ourselves and we need to make sure that our our communities are taken care of and then if there's excess then we go out and and we help every every other place around the world
0: agreed so that's the first topic about I, zombies, but they are real people. They are, you know, somebody's child. They're somebody's parent. They 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 are loved by somebody, and their community is totally turned its back on them. But luckily, there are people, like the people I showed, that that are making a difference.
3: Were you gonna add? Hey Jeremiah, to- before you before you move on, I I wanted to say while it's not the same type of zombies. I would love to share with our audience a interesting video. They can go check it out on their own time. But uh, did you know zombies are actually in ancient scriptures,
0: Uh -uh.
3: right? The the topic that what Hollywood presents to us as the zombie apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The walking dead uh, could be a possible event in eschatology. Uh, If you're interested in this topic, go check out uh, my friend Adam's video, Zombies in the Bible. And what Hollywood doesn't want you to know. And it's a really interesting take. Now, it's not the zombies we're talking about with the drug epidemic and stuff. But uh, in the text of 2nd Baruch, chapter 50, uh, it says, For then it will be necessary to show the living that the dead have come to life again, and that those who had departed had returned again. And it shall come to pass when they have severally recognized those whom they now know, then judgment shall grow strong. And those things which were before spoken of shall come. And this book seems to pinpoint that the Great Tribulation begins with this event, which is the zombie apocalypse, right? The dead coming to life and the living recognizing that the dead are back. And it would make sense that if God wanted to punish all the wicked at once during the tribulation, he'd bring them back to life first and then let them suffer in the midst of it, unable to die during it. So pretty crazy. Uh, that's just a little taste, but this tech second Baruch seems to indicate that there will be a time where there is a real zombie apocalypse. Uh, so, anyways. I mean, <laughs> who's to
0: say that this isn't the real zombie apocalypse, you know? I mean, a lot of these people, they bring back to life because they OD, you know? So they they and, are walking dead.
3: Point. Wow. And, yeah, that's that's profound to think about, actually.
0: And it's pretty scary, but... Anyways, that's all I got for the zombies slash real people that matter. Um, Now, for a little bit of comic relief, uh, I wanted to play another Norm Macdonald clip and what he had to say about President Trump because he was one of the only comedians that would not talk bad about him because he said it was a cheap shot and that, you know, every comedian's doing it. So, So you're not funny if you do it. So just check out this clip. It's great.
6: Who would you trade places with for a day
11: uh, i guess donald trump
6: <laughs> <laughs> just for the money
2: or
11: yeah just just to know what it is to live in a, a, a palace
2: melania <laughs>
11: <laughs> and melania gets thrown in the deal
4: you were just on oh, fallon yeah. the other oh, night yeah, yeah. trump was there did you guys talk a little yeah, bit well what
11: happened was i thought it was fine then the next day they were like jimmy wasn't you know it's jimmy fallon yeah you know he's not He's not going to ruin his chance to get to host face the nation, you know. <laughs> so uh, uh, no, I was there's like I, I was second guest and he was first guest. First time I was ever second guest. Really? But it was Donald Trump, you know. So uh, he there's only like a couple minutes between. Mm-hmm. So Donald Trump was came out, and I and he was with the Secret Service guys. And I said, can I get a picture, of Mr. Trump? And so he's like, oh, yeah, I know you, I love you. We'll get a picture. I knew him from before. because we'll get a picture. Just give me a minute. And then he turns around, he walks down the hall and gets in an elevator.
9: <laughs> You're still waiting. <laughs> yeah, was like, You're like, best trick ever. I know,
11: it was like a Buster Keaton movie or something. You met
13: Donald Trump when he was on The Tonight Show, with, on, on, on Jimmy showed up. Now, tell us about that encounter you had with Donald Trump.
11: Well, I'd met Donald Trump many, many times in New York City, just because when I was doing Saturday Night Live, he was a fixture in New York City. And uh, he'd come to a lot of the shows, and he was just a... Local eccentric, you know that uh, people mostly loved in New York because he uh, fixed the rink uh, in Central Park when uh, the city couldn't. But uh, you no, know, when I was on Jimmy Fallon, he—that's when he was. That's when Jimmy Fallon tussled his hair and, uh, and got in trouble for it. And I was the other guest, so I was just out in the hallway and I, I, I said, uh, "Donald, can I have a picture?" You can call him Donald then. I guess you can still call him Donald. We don't have to call him President apparently, but. Uh, I said, could I get a picture with you? And he said, uh, yeah, absolutely, sure, Norm. And then uh, he walked down the hall and got in the elevator with his Secret <laughs> Service guy. So, uh, but he was just doing it as a joke. A lot of times, uh, the problem with uh, candidates that, uh, or political candidates that do comedy uh, is obviously uh, Comedy doesn't translate well to the page sometimes, you know. Uh, sarcasm is lost, obviously, and uh, things like that. So, if someone says something that's uh, meant uh, self disparagingly or satirically, uh, and, and you want to take it out of context, you can. That happened a lot, of, a lot of times with uh, Trump on the campaign trail.
13: But you know, he's being caricatured on Saturday Night Live, like quite mercilessly by by Alec Baldwin, like. Is it funny to you? Is that funny? No. I, the only
11: reason I don't find it funny, when I was there, uh, Daryl Hammond did uh, uh, Donald Trump, and that shows how far back Trump goes, because that was 20 years ago, but uh, uh, Daryl did him then. It was a softer Trump. you know. I, I think it was a Trump that was a lot closer to his real self. But if you do, the problem is, if you do an impression of someone, you have to uh, like that person, you know, because you're playing the person, and people like themselves. So uh, you can't, PLAY SOMEONE AND HAVE CONTEMPT FOR THEM AT THE SAME TIME. YOU KNOW, IT, it DOESN'T WORK AS AN IMPRESSION. SO I DON'T LIKE, uh, I DON'T LIKE HIS IMPRESSION. I JUST MEAN FROM A COMEDY, um, FROM A COMEDY LEVEL.
13: WHERE IS THE FUNNY IN DONALD TRUMP? BECAUSE HE DOES THINK HE'S FUNNY, RIGHT?
11: YES, BUT OTHER PEOPLE THINK HE'S FUNNY, TOO. Mm-hmm. I, I ATTENDED ONE OF HIS uh, uh, JUST TO SEE, YOU KNOW, BECAUSE uh, I WANTED TO SEE IT FOR MYSELF uh his performances in front of these grand halls and uh he's enormously funny and entertaining and uh i don't know that there's normally uh uh, with politicians um you know it takes uh, you need to be humble you know to be really funny and i think that's why ronald reagan was the funniest president that i ever saw because he always had this humility to him. i was kind of lost with uh president obama because people told me he was funny but to me, he was too uh, self-aware, and of course, Hillary couldn't have been more strident, you know. And uh, I think w- people don't vote on on issues as much as they just vote on who they'd uh, like this that old saw about who you'd rather have a beer with, you know. And nobody want to have a beer with Hillary Clinton, you know.
13: You say that he has to be that one person has to be <laughs> humble to be funny, but I don't think Donald Trump is very humble, is he?
11: Donald Trump is more funny in the way that. Uh, a, A WWE wrestler is, you know, so he is a different kind of funny, which is a uh, I think that he was always just playing to be president or whatever that hall he was playing in was, you know, I've seen this happen with comedians, too, that you start thinking you're good because the people that come to see you all like you, you know, so uh, politicians and comedians both that make that mistake of thinking they're much better than they are because they're never uh, Uh, They're never uh, criticized by the people that don't like them That's why social media is so good because it you can see the people that that don't like you at all
13: I listened to to an interview you you gave Larry King and you said so he's he's a great performer He just wanted to be you like he wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and he just accidentally became a president
11: My guess would be that his plan was to to make a big splash lose (laughs) <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> what should we do now, Joyce? Uh,
13: just don't answer, okay? If you, if it's possible. No, I won't answer.
11: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, should sh- sh- I start answering that question? again? It's not the first should time that's it? happened. Yeah, I think no. uh, him becoming president surprised him. I think, uh, you know, it's it's funny that uh, people don't remember, but back in the debates, uh, there was a big, big um, uh, issue with Donald Trump saying if he lost, it meant the uh, election. Are you kidding me? I know, I doubt I did. Oh, one second. Hello? Yes. Oh, I got to call you back. I'm on the TV, man. Yeah, I'm on the TV right now. Oh, my God. I'll call you right back. I feel that um, Trump, personally, I feel that he he didn't think he was going to become president. And interestingly, the thing that uh, people don't remember was that but I remember was that uh, during the debates uh, there was all this talk of Donald Trump saying um, if he loses it means the election is rigged and all the media were saying no no that's impossible you know take that back you cannot say that about the American Republic no election here could ever be rigged that's impossible and of course now they're saying the exact opposite but uh, I think it was Trump's idea at that point that he would say it was going to be rigged, thinking he he thought Hillary was going to win, I think, and then he would start a, uh, you know, a network or something like that where he could uh, speak and uh, and be the the loyal opposition uh, um, of his own, you know, something something different than Fox.
13: Your 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 Bob Dole imitation was pretty famous uh, back in the day, so. Would you do Donald Trump today? Would you do a Donald Trump imitation?
11: I, I, I try to not uh, do comedy about Donald Trump. I, I try to stay away from it because uh, it's just, you know, it's low hanging fruit and, uh, and, and also, you know, Trump oftentimes is doing self, self-parody and uh, nothing looks dumber than if you parody self-parody, you know, you really get, get caught uh, uh, not understanding.
13: So comedy in the time of Trump, is it more difficult than it was when you were on Saturday Night Live?
11: It's more difficult in, in the time of Trump for good comedians and it's <laughs> way easier for bad comedians. You know, you don't have a worldview by just saying you don't like Trump. You know, what I mean, that doesn't count. Like uh, you can't uh, you can't just say, I hate Trump. And and that makes you a good person. And uh, the Democrats just can't say, I hate Trump. And that means they have a position, you know, that's no position. Uh, So so for uh, for idiots, it's an easier time because uh, you go, well, that guy's that guy's the idiot, not me. But uh, if you try to do smart comedy, it's better to stay away from uh, uh, stay away from Trump, you know.
0: So I thought it was very well said. And, and, you know, I just love the way he worded it and how he kind of exposed what the left does, they, they say, oh, it'll be, uh, you can't say that. You can't say it's rigged. And then once he became president, that's all they said. So I just thought that was kind of funny. And while we're on the Trump topic, I want to play you this last clip that was sent to me by my girlfriend's dad. And I thought it was amazing. So check this out.
9: March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, First, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president.
0: (laughs) So what are your thoughts about that, Jake?
3: Wow. Uh, Yeah, I think the timing of the raid and just the fact that he admitted it on accident uh there's a there's an interesting meme i have for our meme segment that's tied to your little clip there but that's really interesting
0: well i mean that's that's awesome because um you just said meme and that's all i got for history but we're going to be talking about this the charlie meme that we uh had people submit their their own memes to us and um I kind of wanted to show you guys, and me and Jake and Opa have to agree which one's the funniest. Whoever wins, whoever we think is the funniest will win this hat. And then in the live chat, you can vote for your favorite. I guess we'll do like one, two, three, four, we'll figure it out. But in the live chat, you let us know which one is your favorite. And they'll get this right here, second place, my painting. So. So let's go ahead and pull these up, Opa. This one was sent by the great Jake Grant. Would you like to hear... You want to read it, Jake?
3: Would you like to hear the one about the man who cleans my poop sand?
0: (laughs) I think you read it so much better. All right. We showed this one last week. When the world turns its back on you. turn your back on the world all right and you didn't see anything (laughs) like that one Um, this one uh i I love this because they talk about their cat don't know about charlie but my cat elvis puts up a good fight against a bath, and it's like an old video game (laughs) which i thought was real creative there are a lot of creative ones in here today Small fire at vet clinic. One animal got away. Shh. I was working with some very unstable herbs. Okay. I hope he's a vegetarian. Ooh, an Oreo cookie. Yummy. Thanks to the Biden administration, I am forced to share this bathroom with the likes of you. (laughs) And then the last one. It's just this photo, but this is why I took the photo because <laughs> it was just so funny that he was sitting right where his, the little statue that looks like him is. And I didn't know he was there and that was the whole point of it. And then it turned into a funny photo that I wanted to do something cool with. But so me and Opa think that the last two were the funniest. I mean, Jake, which one, this one, thanks to the Biden administration. I am forced to share this bathroom with the likes of you
3: or this one. yeah i think in terms of why memes are so important the very the first one you showed there about the biden administration uh i think that one just in terms of what they're communicating uh gives it the win in my book
0: sweet man so i will post in the community who this is and share that meme with everybody so they know that they won and i'll get their information and then you guys in the live chat if you saw another one that you thought was funnier or just as funny let us know and uh, I'm sure we'll be in the live chat so we'll figure it out all by then but that's all I got for history you got some memes for me Jake? yep I got some good ones all right but meme me up
3: meme me up All right, here's a picture from space, and here's a image from Google Earth. Isn't it interesting how curved the Earth is, almost as if they have a fisheye lens going? Uh, and then when you look at it from Google Earth, it's uh, much more drawn back. I mean, the whole world would have to be the size of Africa if it met the curvature standard we're seeing in this top image. So very interesting. Yep. Uh, And here is the underwater testing lab for astronauts in space. Is that very interesting? Yep, there's a giant bath that the uh, NASA astronauts practice in. And it is possible that that's where they film some of their moon, their uh, (laughs) spacewalks. Wow. Uh, No no surprise, though, of course, that uh, Space Force when you flip the logo upside down looks like a Baphomet head I don't know if you've ever caught that one but pretty interesting
0: or like a warped uh, clone from Star Wars
3: oh yeah kinda yeah (laughs) oh man Um, so question where did Noah keep the bees on the ark in the ark hives (laughs) Ah. painted garage doors to mess with the neighbor (laughs) How did you get that in there? <laughs> My friends betting on me to get banned from Facebook again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go camping in Bigfoot country, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> oh, man. Lots of cryptid yeah, we stuff live, this uh, week. Exactly, man. We, we live in a part of Kentucky that's known for Bigfoot sightings. Pretty interesting. Although, Bigfoot, in terms of my conspiracy priority list, is pretty low. But uh, it's definitely an interesting topic. As a kid, I used to watch The Wizard of Oz and wondered how someone could talk without a brain. Now all I have to do is watch a White House press conference. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It goes with our meme segment from last week. All right, uh, pick up on aisle two. If you look closely, you'll notice that a truck drove through the front doors of Walmart. (laughs) No, that's
0: promotion. That's a promotion, man.
3: It's a promotional.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Ford promotion.
3: (laughs) Don't you hate it when you see a cat laying on top of your car? Oh man. (laughs) that's That's a different kind of cat than you're into, Jeremiah. (laughs) Yeah. It's sad. It's a sad world when your seven year old son can pretend he's an Indian, but a grown man can pretend he's a woman. It's true. <laughs> they have you fighting each other instead of the system that enslaves you. We're like little people in a box. Yeah. Divide and conquer, you know. Big brother. I just realized the last day of 2023 will be one, two, three, one. One, or oh, I that one up. two three. will be, <laughs> uh, we'll be one, two, three, one, two, three. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Here's a nasa.gov official pic- picture and there's the uh, the sun over there and it's of the Mars rover, right? Well if you look at the shadows that are being cast The angles don't add up. Yeah. Exactly. So, and this is an official official NASA Gov website picture. That's crazy. If you live in a country where you can be arrested for fishing without a license, but not for entering that country illegally, it's safe to say that country is run by idiots. Oh, I, I got a sound for that.
8: I'm surrounded by idiots.
3: Yeah. Man, that you know those fish and game wildlife wardens are always up on those people for licenses, but. But
0: they'll just man. let in the illegals. Yeah.
3: Speaking of illegals, when an alien visits China. <laughs> <laughs> that was messed up. Barbe- was barbecue fun. time. It looks yeah, a lot like the everything guy next to Oh, man. Hunter's plea deal fell apart.
5: Release the UFOs!
3: Yeah.
0: Is that, that the one that sense. you're talking about?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Alright. Uh, to be is to do, Socrates. To do is to be, Kent. Doobie dooby doo, Scooby doo.
0: I prefer the last one.
3: <laughs> yeah, dooby dooby doo do is almost eloquent. <laughs> Alright. Uh, at aquanauts the freemason swim team <laughs> <laughs> that's funny this kind of reminds me of what you said last week they are ass tro <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wait wait no what was it you said jeremiah I think it was. how would you say it
0: ass ass tro knots like not
3: yeah yeah something like that oh man here's an interesting uh recipe cut a zucchini into thin slices and toss in one tablespoon olive oil sea salt pepper sprinkle paprika and bake at 450 and uh i just included this because it made me hungry (laughs) zucchini chips sweet opa sent over these uh it's a goat my lord in a flatbed ford slowing down to take a look at me no, oh, well
0: I don't know. That's a lyric it's, to a song. Yeah. Click well, Clearwater that? Revival, right?
3: Uh a, Take it uh, No, gotcha. no, no, it's the Creedence. Eagles.
0: Take it easy, right? Creedence, Creedence. Are you sure it's not the Eagles? Uh,
2: might
0: be, but I thought it was Creedence. There's a go my lord, and a flap.
3: Take it? Yeah, it's Take It Easy,
0: I think. Either way, it's take hilarious.
3: all right here's a picture of our uh king of england gentlemen and he looks very similar to the bad guy from the reimagined star wars episode seven and eight and uh i thought it was interesting he's got like the same outfit and everything from the coronation i didn't Uh, vote for him if you can poke royalty in their chest like they're your little you know what uh you may be a Rothschild <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Rothschild like showing his dominance to the King of England it really shows you who's got the power you know you need to do it I say this is my vinyl resting place that's probably the coolest awesome. vinyl record player I've ever seen yes, very cool this reminds me of you last week Jeremiah
0: of my my uh <laughs> yeah. How did I got some comments on
3: it. Recognition. It's gonna hurt
0: when you rip it <laughs> off. I'll tell you that.
3: If you if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go check out last week's episode. Are you seriously going to question every single narrative on the news? Me. <laughs> aluminum tin can hat, foil hat, aluminum foil hat. Nah. How about aluminum foil armor? <laughs> Name these brands. Let's see if we can do it. Uh, We got Nike, VW, McDonald's. Facebook. Volkswagen, Facebook, Crocs, Apple. Uh, And then name these plants. And
0: that's a leaf leaf and a leaf. Yeah,
3: yeah, six leaves. This slaps you in the face with reality. You realize you can't identify nature, uh, but you can identify product placement, right? That's sad. This is the atheist's creed. There is no God, and I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's always funny uh, how atheists, you know, have this active agenda against God that they don't believe in. Yeah. Okay. uh, Let's mess with humans. Bigfoot and aliens shaking hands.
0: I want that on a shirt.
3: That's kind of funny. Just waiting for the bus. Because my car got (laughs) towed. His car got towed. Yeah. You want to read this one in your Kermit voice? When
0: I was a kid, my parents would always say, Excuse my French after a swear word. I'll never forget my first day at school when my teacher asked if any of us knew any French. Uh, Did I read that right? um,
3: yep yep (laughs) Mm, (laughs) all right last one it was a good one sent over by opa you know the earth is 71 percent water that's uncarbonated that's accurate so technically flat (laughs) oh man best one of the week i think all right that's all jeremiah
0: Alright thank you Jake for another great current news and memes as always, Opa happy birthday and thank you for another great Opa's Corner. I hope you guys enjoyed today's history segment and today's episode. Never quit fighting, let no man deceive you, thank you for standing alongside us as we fight for justice and continue our quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic or have any other inquiries Please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skebanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560 271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shout-outs, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth huge shout out to all our patreon supporters thank you so much for your support we couldn't do this show without you if you want to help support us go to patreon.com forward slash nation also you can listen to skiba news nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform